Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. Isaiah 54 to 56, delight in a new Jerusalem and God's promise of living water. Yesterday, we met Jesus, the Messiah, the suffering servant in Isaiah's moving prophecy. In today's chapter, the tone changes to hope and promise. Even though God's son was rejected by the people he came to save, God still has a love for Israel and Jerusalem. In the end, Israel has time to repent and come back to God, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Furthermore, they will accept Jesus as Yeshua HaMashiach, the Jewish Messiah. As you will see, these promises and this hope is for all nations. Let's dig in. Isaiah 54, future glory for Jerusalem. Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. For your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says the Lord. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will take you back. 
In a burst of anger, I turned my face away for a little while, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the, at the, time, in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O oh, storm-battered city, troubled and desolate, I will rebuild you with precious jewels and make your foundations from lapis lazuli. I will make your towers of sparkling rubies, your gates of shining gems, and your walls of precious stones. I will teach all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. You will be secure under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace and terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. And I have created the armies that destroy. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isaiah 54. The childless woman. Paul explains the first verses about the childless woman in his letter to the Gentiles in Galatia. So in Galatians 4, starting at verse 22. The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. The son of his slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn woman was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai where people received the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman and she is our mother. As Isaiah said, rejoice, O childless woman, you who have never given birth, break into a joyful shout, you have never been in labor. But for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. But you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law, just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the spirit. It still does. But what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So, dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. Again, that was Galatians 4, 22 to 31. The promise to Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, is described by John in Revelation 21. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with that, click on over to my blog and there's a link to that study. It is what we born-again believers base our confident hope, new heaven and the new earth. No weapon formed against it will prosper. Jesus certified that in Matthew 16, 18, when he said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. 
Continuing, Isaiah 55, invitation to the Lord's salvation. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples? I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to the Lord for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst in song. into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grow, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. That's Isaiah 55. Water, wine, and milk. Okay, so I'm going to borrow from one of the studies that's available in the free version Bible app. And I read, quote, These three drinks match our deepest needs. We are all needy and must be taken care of by a loving yet almighty God. Water relates to our need for refreshment. When you are most thirsty and most desperate and totally dehydrated, water is what you want and nothing else. God invites us to receive refreshment, restoration, reviving, and a new beginning, which he only can give. Milk relates to our need for ongoing nourishment and growth. When you want a little baby to grow day after day, you give it milk again and again. God is not just for thirsty emergencies, but even more for sustainable health. He invites us not only to come alive with water, but also to be stable and strong with milk. Wine relates, us, uh, relates to our need for excitement, joy, and celebration. We want to be truly alive. Yes, we need to be strong and stable, but that is not all we need to be alive. No matter how unemotional, laid back, and poker-faced we may look like to others, there is an excited child inside every one of us that God wants to bring to life for joy and delight, for shouting and singing and dancing and playing 
and skipping and running and jumping and laughing. When we come to God, we will find that in our relationship with him, we will receive more than resuscitation or even growth. We will find that a relationship with God in Christ brings excitement and joy. You have that relationship with Christ? Oof. That's from the Insights from Isaiah Bible Plan that's available in the free version Bible app. Jesus is our living water. And he told us this when he was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Shelters or Tabernacles. We find this story in John 7, starting in verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. And um, uh, in my blog, you can click on over there. The link is in the show notes. There's a snippet from my favorite Jesus movie um, on this chapter where he's actually saying that. Um, uh, and it catches a little bit too, but the part before it. But the last chapter of the Bible has this verse in Revelation 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come, let anyone who hears this say, come, let anyone who was thirsty, come, let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. Come back to God. Jesus is our leader and commander. From whom do you take orders? Who do you obey? Seek the Lord. The Bible is available in many languages, and you can click on over my blog and check out some of the Bible translators. Theology is the study of God. We should all be theologians. However, we can never fully know God. Verse 8 explains this. Nevertheless, what's over your head is still under God's feet. And um one of my favorite Proverbs is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. We should seek God because he is the only source of truth and health. This world can't provide the answers we need. It certainly can't provide the assurances God can. Putting your hope in money, power, position, technology, government, or human ability leads nowhere. Trust God and put your hope firmly and fully in him. We must read the Bible, study the Bible, memorize passages, repeat passages, and share passages. So that's what I do. You got to follow me on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and Because that's what I do early in the morning. That's why I'm, I'm sharing the, uh, the Bible passages. Consume it as if your starving soul depended on it to live, because it does. Going on, one more chapter tonight. Isaiah 56. Blessings for all nations. This is what the Lord says. Be just and fair to all. Do what is right and good. For I am coming soon to rescue you and to display my righteousness among you. Blessed are all those who are careful to do this. Blessed are those who honor my Sabbath days of rest and keep themselves from doing wrong. Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, the Lord will never let me be part of his people. 
And don't let the eunuch say, I'm a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. I will never disappear. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve him and love his name, who worship him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest, and who hold fast to my covenant. I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the sovereign Lord who brings back the outcasts of Israel says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel. Sinful leaders condemned, come wild animals of the field, come wild animals of the forest, come and devour my people for the leaders of my people the Lord's watchmen, his shepherds, are blind and ignorant. They are like silent watchdogs that give no warning when danger comes. They love to lie around, sleeping and dreaming, like greedy dogs. They are never satisfied. They are ignorant shepherds, all following their own path and intent on personal gain. Come, they say, let's get some wine and have a party. Let's all get drunk. Then tomorrow we'll do it again and have an even bigger party end of Isaiah 56, all nations. And that's interesting about all nations. Today, December 3rd, 2021, the UN, the United Nations, or as um, some of the people said, the United nothing, um, or uh, what is Amir, Amir um, um, I forgot, I forgot, he calls it another, another thing. Unnecessary, the UN, unnecessary. Um, they voted overwhelmingly that the Temple Mount belongs to the Muslims. And I have a video that explains all that. And um, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, and um, well, if the line, my temple will be called a house of prayer, sounds familiar, it's because that's what Jesus exclaimed as he cleared the temple of the thieves and the money changers. And you can find that in the Gospel of Luke and actually in all the Gospels. Um, uh, the last paragraph brought to mind what Jesus said about the last days. And this is from Matthew 24, starting in verse 37. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Oh, so that was Matthew 24, verses 37 to 44. Now, verses 40 and 41 
are describing the rapture as when two men will be working together in the field and one will be taken, the other left, and etc. That's when Jesus comes in the clouds to call up his born-again believers. Look around the world today and the signs are there. He can come at any moment. The question is, are you ready? Will you get left behind? So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, that living water, and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die, or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. And if you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your life. And um, I, uh, a few months ago, I did a series. Uh, it's a fictional series of, of little vignettes, scenarios of what it would be like for various groups of people uh, when they get left behind at the rapture. Some people will get it and some people won't. The people who get it, um, they're gonna, I mean, they'll be, they'll become born again then, but they still have to go through the great tribulation and that's not going to be any fun. So if you want to see what it might look like, it might be like, check it out. Links in my blog. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. 
Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times. The last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.